Investor Brand Network, IBN, a multifaceted communications organization engaged in connecting public companies to the investment community, is pleased to announce the launch of the Stock to Me podcast as part of its sustained audio communications effort to provide specialized content distribution via widespread syndication channels. The following Stock to Me podcast is an Investor Brand Network audio production and may feature a client partner of IBN. Investor Brand Network may have been compensated for the production of this podcast. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you, and here today is your host of the Stock to Me podcast. Welcome, everyone, and thank you once again for joining us at the Stock to Me podcast brought to you by the Investor Brand Network. I am so excited to welcome our next guest to the show, Bruce Linton, his company, Gage Cannabis. Now, we've spoken to Bruce in the past. He is an industry pioneer in the cannabis industry. He is the former CEO and chairman of Canopy Growth Corp. But I would like you to learn more about his current company, very exciting company, GageUSA.com. GageUSA.com. Go to that website, follow along as we welcome Bruce to the show. Bruce, thanks so much for taking time for us today. Oh, no, it's good to be back. Well, great to speak with you. I, of course, gave a little bit of an introduction on who you are, but that's a very little introduction as an industry pioneer. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into this audio interview. Sure. Well, I would say you have your own hustle because you're not probably super easily directed and employable, so you got to be able to do your own work and create your own value. That's kind of who I am. And so I brought that to cannabis in 2012 because what I could see is the world was changing and there were not a lot of people getting it organized to think about huge scale, about high-quality production assets that you'd be proud to own for a decade. And that there was not as much enthusiasm for science and intellectual property, which could create new products that people could put brands on, and you would stand in line to get that differentiated product. And so that's what I tried to bring with Canopy. And with Gage, and I'm sure I have spell right, but G-A-G-E, I looked around the U.S. Uh, when I was out of Canopy and thought, I really want to go and be involved in one company, which is very involved in single state, dominating. And you say, well, what did you learn before, Bruce, that you might use to bring to that decision? Well, you cannot produce great flour indoor unless you spend the money on great, call it HVAC systems, the, the cooling, the ventilation, the rate at which the air moves. And I wanted to go to a state where it had at least 10 million people. And if you think about who gets to buy cannabis, I wanted it to be a state where it had a lot of potential clients, so they should be a little older. So I would ran through that list, and before you know it, Add to that, like, they already have a medical system. They're about to potentially go rack. You end up in Michigan. You'll end up there every time if you start thinking through that criteria. It was a very big market under the radar. Lots and lots of people. Second most medical patients compared to only California for a long time in terms of the medical adoption. So very available. But everybody talked about California. And so I like the regulation. I like the size of the population. I like the age. I like the way the licenses were out. And so the next thing you know, I'm climbing around and looking at the assets that Gage has put together about a year and a half ago and was very impressed. And so I would say Canopy was very instructive. You know, if you build a company to $23, 24000000000 billion market cap, you build a lot of assets, you learn a lot. And so I was able to use that in terms of how I analyzed and decided I really like Gage and got involved um, about 18 months ago. 
Well, very good. I'm glad you pointed that out. Gage Cannabis, Gage, G-A-G-E. And that's how you're going to find him at the Investor Brand Network, who's done a very deep dive into the business model and the initiatives for the company as they have targeted Michigan. So looking back on this year, Bruce, an incredible year for almost every industry. However, you and I were talking before the show, there was a silver lining, I guess we should say, with the global pandemic in terms of how it impacted the cannabis industry. You know, as someone deeply immersed in this industry, let's get your take on that. Yeah, you know, so we had, let's call it the first quarter of the year, the first three months could be referred to as the terrible three months for the cannabis sector, right? Everything was falling like a rock and cannabis was falling as fast as anything. And then a bunch of states said, you know what? Uh, you know, like if you've got a gas station or a pharmacy, a grocery store, you need to stay open. But then a whole bunch of states said, and cannabis. Those cannabis dispensaries are also essential services. Wow. Okay. Um, that is a different thing. And so it almost became any state that didn't take that approach appeared to be quite outdated to how Massachusetts was on the outs versus a lot of places in terms of how they handled access. Then they had to get creative estates because couldn't come in the store, but they allowed you to have, like, curbside pickup. Well, curbside pickup sounds like 1985 in downtown some city, right? You drive up to a guy near a stop sign and buy a bag. No, this is state-sponsored curbside pickup of cannabis. And you started to have this whole new level of interaction that was very interesting. And so then as we went out, a lot of these um, opportunities sort of presented themselves with the most recent elections. Right, it was. It wasn't red or blue. It was green everywhere. And so, what we've seen is in 2020, an evolution from people running away from the capital markets related to cannabis in the first quarter to recognizing and running to them as we finish the year. And what I find with Gage that's interesting is we have an offering out there that we priced before the election occurred. You say, "Well, how dumb are you?" Well, we thought it's appropriate to clearly state what we think our value is, irrespective of who's in the White House. And now that that has changed, one could argue that our price might be worth quite a bit more, but right now our goal is don't raise the price, raise the capital. When we list to the CSE, that's when we'll see what it's worth, and I hope it's a great rate of return for a number of people who came in and and invested with us for sort of sticking with it. Well, an easy way to find out about that offering, once again, visit Investor Brand Network. Scroll down to the additional resources. There you will find the company website, a corporate media kick, kit, excuse me, and also the Reg A offering through Invest Now and others. And just to kind of drive home the point that Bruce just made, Q1 2020, this company recorded sales of 5.8 million. They actually grew in Q2. Those were the months that were probably the hardest hit on the American economy. They grew to 11.9. They are estimating even bigger sales for Q3. Well, let's dive in a little deeper to Michigan. Let's talk about those operations. Let's talk about cookies. Obviously, that's an area that uh, you guys seem to be making some headway with, huh? Yeah, so um, what you have to recognize is part of the reason I like Michigan is you're allowed to basically create the vertical stack. And the reason that matters to me is over the long haul, you might not want to always be the producer of cannabis. So you want to keep your assets in the cannabis production space focused on super high-quality flour. The guys at Gage, when I walked around, what they had thought about was, we're going to end up getting a lot of inputs from wholesalers, but we're never going to get great quality flour from wholesalers, so we'll build just the right amount of that. That's why Cookies loves us, because we can actually produce their high-quality product. People stand in line when there's a new drop coming out, and they actually want it. And there's just sort of two processes after, right? You grow it, and you want to be able to convert it. So we've just 
announced that we're opening up what you call a processing or conversion center, so you can take the inputs and turn them into finished goods, whether or not they're pre-rolls up to any sellable product. So we've got that coming online. And then we have currently five retail open uh, locations, and we have another seven very shortly lined up. And they range from medical only to rec and medical. And we keep flipping more and more of the stores, which were medical only to medical and rec. Cookies right now is a medical only store. And so you can see where the, the even upside is on that because what we're finding is our average basket size, so how much you spend each time you come back, is about three times what the average basket size might be in, say, California. And it's because people are coming to our stores who know about great cannabis and they're getting exactly what they expect. They're spending quite a lot and they're coming back. Well, let's talk a little bit then about the operational side of what you've been able to develop in Michigan. Once again, Gage Cannabis is a leading vertically integrated operator in the cannabis industry. That is the line. Let's talk about what that actually means. You're operating dispensaries, but you are also uh, involved with four cultivation assets. Let's talk a little bit about the infrastructure there in Michigan. Yeah, so what um, the company's been able to do is grow four grow assets. We have a couple of processing facilities, which is you know essentially where you take it from plant into product. And then we have a retail location, so that vertical stack. All of that's been built out without using leverage. Like you might see a lot of um, you know the players out there with these uh, big lease lendbacks, where they've got 13, 15, 20 percent interest, and you know all kinds of funny terms. No, uh, in ours we only rolled over one asset, which is a retail location. The rest of everything's owned outright by the company. So we have really good assets that are owned which changes how you think about the potential yield on them. And um, when you look at um, how they put the team together to run those assets, it's pretty Michigan. So we have, you know, folks who've been in the auto sector for 25, 30 years, all the way to people who know a lot about hydroponics and the medical system and growing. And the effect of that is part of the conversation will be about which strain's doing great. And part of the conversation will end up being about How's the ERP system working, and are we comfortable as we roll out more stores that everything rolls up to the general ledger the way we want? And so I think that's a very healthy combination. Well, now let's talk about the infrastructure of your company. You are obviously a strong leader and a savvy leader, and leaders like that create teams that can support them, but not only that, that are forward-thinking and proactive as opposed to reactive. Tell me a little bit about the management team. Yes, we were able to bring uh, a gentleman in who'd been around tech and auto as our CFO. So he's very custom, right? This is, that's coming from a sector where timing, you know, supply, connection, get it done matters. Pennies matter. So we have a CFO who's from Michigan, super happy to be living back in Michigan, loves going to facilities. We have a gentleman who's president who has been a supply chain guy and you name it, roll of retail. Um, who's got about 32 years of experience, and he's also from Michigan, very happy back. Then we have the two kind of co-founder guys, one whose family's been in the hydroponic business and the uh, caregiver model for the medical supply for a number of years, so very up the, the curve on the, that quality. The other co-founder's family um, has been in corner store retail. They went out, started from one, ended up with 100-plus, uh, and so very um, knowledgeable about how do you, you know, how do you scale, how do you bring customers back, how do you make service great? And then we have a, a president, um, CEO, kind of combo guy, who's really savvy on capital markets, came out of the investment banking side, 
um, and, you know, actually checks the box is also one of the good people, which aren't as frequently found maybe in that space as you would hope. And so when you mix that whole crew together with a little bit of spice from me, the effect is um, I find it to be a team that can actually have really good challenges with each other. I've yet to see anyone um, not behave, you know, in a way that you'd want to come back to work the next day. Well, listeners, once again, we're speaking with Bruce Linton. He is the executive chairman of Gage Cannabis. I want you to learn more about the company, as I've pointed out at their website, as well as at the Investor Brand Network. And we've talked about, Bruce, one of the items on the agenda for your company moving forward into 2021 is going public. But as you look at the operations of the company, what would you like to see the company achieve as we round out 2020 and into Q1, Q2, 2021? Yeah, so we've found that we've been... um you know, people may not be aware of it, like Michigan is doing more than $100 million a month in terms of total revenue. So this is a state that's gone from December 1st become medical and rec every month ramping. And so opportunity is to continue to take a bigger market share than we have in terms of our footprint of stores because we get good locations with great products. So where I want to see us finish the year is continue that climb and be on the cusp of or possibly profitability in a single month. And so when you go to the capital markets and you list, suppose you have a top line that's, you know, 9, 10, 11 million in a month, in a month. So if you annualize, I call it 120, maybe it's 130, maybe it's 110 million dollar annual sales. Like that's what we're looking at, at least. That's our goal. And you say, well, what would you multiply that by? Come to a value if you're comparing it to uh, GTI or Crezzo or Cresco or TrueLeave or any of these guys. You'd probably say, well, minimum five on a good day, seven times. So if you do that, you're talking about a company that's six, maybe $700 million market cap. And we're doing a raise is $300 million. And so as far as I can tell, that should be a potential for an improvement. Now we need to execute. We need to deliver all that. But we're not trying to start the system where the disadvantage goes to the investor. We're trying to start the system is that we're creating a, a value gap and we'd like to reward our investors. We just have to execute. Well, it is known that Michigan, and this is due to research, okay, Brightfield Research predicts that the state's recreational market could triple in size between 2020 and 2023, not only making it a rival to Nevada and Colorado, but as Bruce pointed out, potentially surpassing them in their actual cannabis numbers that they generate and your company as we've pointed out throughout this one vertically integrated but two diversified in its product offerings and three the state itself offering some unique things like deeming you an essential service during the covid yeah. pandemic and making curbside delivery uh, available to your customers yeah no it has been um we feel you know you feel very badly obviously for so many people who've uh, you know been so stressed by this whole thing We've been fortunate. We've been able to keep the entire team employed uh, healthy and I think done a really good job for the people who uh, want and need the product available. And so I think, in a sense, this year has been a chance for us to brand and show. If you run things really well, people care that you actually have supply. You know, you keep your stores open. You don't have to be shuttered because you had an unfortunate COVID experience. Knock on wood, we hope and expect to see more of the continued execution as we go into 2021. 
Well, and that leads me to one other question. Obviously, you did an incredible amount of due diligence and research looking at Michigan. Are there any plans? I mean, obviously, in the short term, you have your basket full with the opportunity right there in Michigan. Any plans to reach beyond Michigan in 2021 or beyond? Yeah, I think you'll see us do that. But first, you want to be very, very deep and strong. So we have five stores open. We expect to have you know, 12, 13 open very shortly. But if you look at a place like Florida, truly is now 65 or 65 plus stores open. And so you really do first want to say, well, um, how deep and strong am I? Am I fortified in my area? Have I got like a cash machine that is really terrific? So that when you go out expanding and you need to look at places like New Jersey, New York, they're not too far from where we are. Those would be pretty good places to be, but wouldn't it be great to be there? We already have brand strength and cash flow. I think it's important people know we have our eyes open, but we're also not ambitious without really governing ourselves to be successful. Well, Bruce, again, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you once again. I so appreciate you making time for us today. Good luck with everything related to your new company, Gage Cannabis. Sounds like a fantastic opportunity, and you've uh, assembled a terrific team to make the moves that you need to make there in Michigan. Thanks for your time today, Bruce. No, it's great. Thanks for yours. All right, for Bruce Linton, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. The following Stock to Me podcast was an Investor Brand Network audio production. IBN is a financial news and publishing company delivering a new generation of corporate communication solutions, including news aggregation and syndication, social communication, and enhanced news release services. Investor Brand Network may receive payments for corporate communications relations as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its clients. IBN holds no shares of any company named on the IBN sites, brands, and or podcasts. To be clear, all officers, directors, and independent contractors of Investor Brand Network hold zero positions in and do not trade or intend to trade the securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be or should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with the registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This podcast audio interview by Investor Brand Network is not intended to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used and statements of fact have been obtained from featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by Investor Brand Network as to completeness and accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at InvestorBrandNetwork.com.